Welcome to the God's Goodness Podcast, where our mission is to encourage as well as highlight God's goodness and modern-day miracles. We are your hosts, Josh and Shelley Hankins. Today, we have with us a special guest. We have Hannah Gray with us. We know her from church, and I've asked her to come on this episode because the other day I was talking to her, and I just saw her face light up when she thought about like what God's goodness in her life that she could possibly share and uh, she's been praying over it the last couple of weeks and uh, about what she should share about today. And we're going to have her uh, be led by the Holy Spirit. And we're going to ask her to start us off with a little prayer and then we'll go from there. All right. Uh, my name is Hannah. I just want to open up and thank you, God, for leading me here and introducing me to these two wonderful people. And I want you to just guide me to the right things that you want me to say, the things that you've done for me and the blessings that you continuously do throughout my life. Amen. Amen. So let's hear what all this goodness you have to share. What that? What lit up your face? Like, it's so hard to know where to start because of how deep it is. That how far back it's gone. But I guess I'll start with throughout my life and throughout I would say the more recent of like high school kind of area where I started to get to know God a little bit more and dive into my relationship with Him. Growing up was really difficult. I didn't really have much of a support system. Emotionally, my parents are divorced. So the back and forth of that and the kind of emotional torment that I went through in those years were really, really tough. And I had a lot of passion with my interests, what with it had to do with, um, with my art and painting and photography. And I was learning at the time. And whenever I started high school, there was a vocational school that I was really interested in joining. And my parents were kind of, you know, cautious about that. They didn't want me to, quote unquote, like waste my time there, but they didn't do anything wrong. Like, it's fine. It ended up being how it was supposed to happen. They had a program there that was called Advertising and Design, and it was more of like a graphic design, but they covered all the bases of it, including like the printmaking process and photography. I was really interested in that, and they wanted me to shift towards something that was more like more had more of like a foundation that I could really uh, lean off of and or just take classes at high school. So I would be there and spending most of my time there. But so I, they didn't really see much of a future in graphic design, photography, and they wanted you to invest in a little bit more time in something they thought was going to bear more fruit. Right, right. And they were just trying to help me. Like they weren't being mean or cruel or anything like that. And I'll probably disagree if I ever told this, if they ever hear this, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> that's how I remember it. After eventually they did end up being like very, very supportive. And I greatly appreciate that. But it, it was tough. And I am lucky that I am a very stubborn person. And when I see something, I end up going for it, whether or not somebody is there to support me with it. Mm. <laughs> so with that being said, I let God kind of guide me in that. And even though I didn't really get it from my dad or my parents per se, I had it from God. And that's kind of what drove me to learn and succeed in what I have. And with that, I just followed and I listened as much as I could as a teenager and being very stubborn and kind of rebellious in that way. I ended up winning like awards and stuff and getting college credits. And my professor at the time, he forced me to be involved with this club and I didn't really want to. And he was like, no, you're going to do it because you're going to do good at it. So he forced me to. I ended up competing in states for two years in a row for photography. It, it was a really, really fun time. And I learned so much and made so many friendships from those trips. It was actually amazing. 
But from that experience and being there and just listening over the years that I was there, he ended up leading me to my career. And with that, I ended up going to to CCAC because I was trying to I was trying to be smart about my decisions. I didn't want to just go to college and try and figure it out. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have like financial support. I couldn't take out any loans. Like it was a really really tough time. But I had a job that God led me to. <laughs> I ended up working at Home Depot. I have for the past five years. But I started then after around the time that I graduated high school. And it was a job that I ended up attaining from a previous ex, but he helped me get the job there. And because of that job, God led me to be able to carry myself, basically. I learned how to deal with people. I learned how to talk to them. I learned how to interact and like do work with like vendors and stuff like that. And with appliances, they ended up putting me in appliances. And then as of right now, like they can pretty much, you know, for the most part, throw me where they need me, but it wouldn't be without that guidance and that continuous like balance that God gave me to be able to get through that. Because of that job, I was able to pay for all of my CCAC loans up front and in full. I was able to support wow. myself, Nice, which I would not have been able to if God didn't lead me in that direction. But mm. I knew I wasn't going to stay there forever. I'm still there, but I know that that journey is going to be coming to an end soon, and I'm very grateful for the friendships that I've made there and for the support that I've gained from being there. Because when I was there, the people that I was working with, my managers, my supervisors, my coworkers, they were also very supportive of the ideas and the thoughts that I had and the challenges that I was facing. They were very encouraging, and it's something that I've always really appreciated. Mm-hmm. But a little bit of a backtrack to the vocational school that I went to, it was a little bit frustrating to like go through that. And throughout my life, I've always felt like I needed to have proof that I was succeeding in something for people to support me. And it was shown there in vocational school. And whenever I started to look for a career in my field in graphic design, it happened through whenever I was graduating. It happened through whenever I was trying to start my own business for photography I was discouraged from doing certain things, and it actually really scared me to to venture out into things that I was unsure about or was trying to figure out. But I let God kind of guide me in that. And now I've done so many cool and creative things that I never would have done without him pointing people out to me to work with or having people introduce me to other people <laughs> mm-hmm. to different jobs. And it's really just been a blessing from the people and the friendships that I've made from these small jobs that I've done throughout my business. I have a question. So you're saying that you were having difficulties accepting validation without proof. Yes. So how hard did that make your journey with God? Like, did that reciprocate to that area as well? Like, did you feel a need to prove yourself to him to validate why he loves you, why he chose you? And and if so, how, how difficult was that? In a way, yeah, it really, really was because I had this idea of who I was. And I've always tried to kind of be a specific kind of person. And I've always questioned if, why would God want somebody who's not in his idea, in his like perfect, you know, kind of idea of a person, of a human being, what we're supposed to be. And that was really troubling because I'm human. I mess up, you know, I learn from it. That's part of life. And it wasn't until I really got close to God that I was like, 
I'm not supposed to be that person. I'm supposed to learn. He loves me for who I am. I am the image that he made me in Hmm. throughout the journey. It wasn't a, you're the person that you are now because you're continuously growing. There's a continuation of the perfection. So when you accepted that, how easy was it to transfer that to the non-godly side of your work and, and such, you know, to your mundane job? Do you still need to seek validation from certain things? Like, do you need to prove yourself to somebody to prove it? Or, or because you accept God's love, you can say, no, it doesn't matter here, or I accept what you say, or is it a, a constant battle still? It was still a battle. I was still, in that point, I was battling with two sides of myself. There was the Christian me, and then there was the people that everybody else see. Hmm. And that realization also kind of hurt because I was like, they should be the same person. There Mm -hmm. shouldn't be a this or a that. Mm -hmm. I'm still the same person. And having those like (laughs) Hannah Montana double life, like it was tough because I wanted to be accepted by the people that weren't Christians. And so I would act a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to be accepted by the people that I was friends with who were in the church and I had to act a certain way. And it was at this battle. And now I don't have that anymore, but it was really tough because it, it, like, what do you do in that sense? You're, you kind of lose the sense of who you are mm-hmm. in that battle because no matter which way you look, you're not being your true self all the time because you're missing out on the other half of your life. It was tough, but I think now God's given me the, um, I have less of a filter, I guess, but, and it's not that I don't care. I do care very deeply about people. But I guess their opinions of who I am don't really associate with me because they're those person's opinions. Mm -hmm. They're not from God. Not that God can't use people to speak. And yes, I'm always listening. But they don't stick to me like they used to. That's one thing I found as I got older. You give a lot less cares about what other people think of you. You learn that people are more absorbed in their own junk than paying attention to you and your stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, but then you give away that care about what other people care. And that gives you more of a freedom to be the true you, you know, that God's created you to be. And then you learn that not everybody is here for the long haul. Some people do need to be purged, you know, and he prunes as he prunes us, he prunes the friends and the people. Mm-hmm. and guides us to the right relationships yeah. and gives you those connections Definitely. to growing in new places, new jobs, new adventures. And sometimes that pruning hurts because those branches are still alive and we're not ready to give them up. God's like, this is where I need you to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think self-esteem is foolish. I've thought that for many years. We decide who we are based off of what our parents poured into us and then what our friends poured into us and what we chose to believe out of what they poured into us. What we chose to believe is a lie from what they poured into us. And it's not really an adequate self-reflection of who we really are. And so by reading the word, I can learn who I really am. And therefore I call it God esteem. So anyone's opinion of me doesn't matter because they didn't make me. They didn't know me in my mother's womb. So I, I could say safely that, you know, just pours right off of me. You go ahead and keep talking, buddy. I don't care. That is definitely something I'm really grateful for. My parents was more fond of the idea of going to church. I, I told my parents, and it was, it was like a really, really dark time in my life and in, and in my parents' lives as well. Like it was just tough all around. And I, I was talking to my mom the one day, I was like 13 possibly at the time. And I was like, hey, I really f- feel like I need to go to church. And, you know, I brought it up a couple times and 
we went periodically, but I told my mom, I was like, hey, we start going to church or I'm going to start walking there. Like, we need to go. Like, I, there was just a lot of stuff going on at the time. When you say dark, how dark do you mean? Like, under the mattress dark? Like, (laughs) you know, midnight dark? Like, what kind of, like, how how dark was it? Well, if I'm going to be that honest, my pap had passed away. Mm. It was very, very quick and sudden. He died of stage four lung cancer. Mm. We didn't have, like, as much time as I would have liked to have with him. And I know my mom definitely feels that way. And it was her dad. I was battling in school. I was getting pretty bullied. Like I didn't really have a lot of friends in, in middle school. This was around that time. So I was struggling at home. I was struggling at school. And I decided to tell my mom that I was moving in with my dad, which is really heavy due to the fact that my parents are divorced. And my dad is I love him, but he's not the greatest role model, to say the least. Um, Same. To give you some input, I only ended up living with my dad for about four to five months throughout the school through that school year. I was with him for less than a year until I was like, I need to move back with my mom. And she drove me to school every single day, even though it was like a half an hour away at different, the different districts. It was kind of uh, wow. not legal. <laughs> when you moved with your dad, how soon is that from when your pat passed? Not enough time. So your mom was reeling from that even. So your mom was like really like double suffering. Yes. She lost her father. She didn't have a husband. She lost her daughter. Yeah. That's got to have been really rough for you. She was with my stepdad, but I know that they were also going through a difficult time as well. But yeah, it was a dark time all all around. Just, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was going through it. My mom was definitely going through it. And it was also ironically around, I think right before my pap ended up passing that I that I told her that I needed to go to church. And unfortunately, I made the decision to move with my dad, but it it led me through some pretty dark stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you made the choices that you have made that led you to the road you're on now. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> How long did it take when you were going to church and, and before you decided that this is absolutely for me, not just a phase, not just a fad. Like this is, this is, I want to choose Jesus, right? Like when did that transformation happen? Jesus for life. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't happen until a few years after we ended up going to this one church and there wasn't much of a a youth group, but they were doing their best. It It was nice. There were some people that I knew from, from school and we went to this place called creation it's kind of like a camp, a Christian camp. There's a, it's like, it's a, well, it's a festival and you camp out and stuff. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. We had um, a vending, a vendor thing that we did there. We made a, we built a coffee shop basically. Mm, it was, coffee. It was a fun time, but I was kind of just like going through it. You know, I went because it made me happy, but I don't think I like, I understood, but there was something that like wasn't clicking the way that it was supposed to. There was actually an incident that happened there. I've never experienced anything like this, but I was working the coffee shop like normal. I was, there was other youth group people around. Everything went quiet. I've never, like, I don't know how to explain what happened, but everything went quiet and like stopped. And it was only one word that was said, but I've hung on to it till this day, but it was patience. Hmm. And like everything, it was quiet. Like it was a noisy place. There was people around, you know, there's music and concerts and everything. And people were talking and serving drinks and whatnot. And everything just like stopped for like a split second. And it was just patience. And then it resumed. And I was like, I will 
like never forget that that happened. Like that was absolutely nuts. But I don't think it was until that moment that it really clicked that I was like, that's what they're, maybe that's what they're talking about when, when God speaks. Cause there's no other way for me to explain what happened that day. Mm-hmm. So everything just stopped. <laughs> it was kind cool. of like something out of like a movie. Like it was, it was nuts. Everything just stopped for a split second. And from that point, which was clearly an experience with God. Yeah. Uh, did you have a slow rise up from there or did that catapult your faith up? It catapulted it for a while. And then things always happen like they do. And I fell back here and there and everything, but that's kind of where it took off. Like there was no other question in my mind after that moment. Mm-hmm. Like this is real. That happened. I, that's awesome. Like nobody else could have experienced it. Like I can't prove that that happened. But nobody else did experience it. That's incredible. Like, that was just for you. It happened. Sometimes I'm like, was that real? And I was like, no, 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 that, that, that was real. That happened. So that was like the moment that I had like that realization and yeah, it skyrocketed after that. It was nice for a while. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, when we talk about, you know, sometimes we don't always keep this accelerated climb up Yeah. and I like, I've, I worked outdoors in the pipelines. I've, I've walked many hills and valleys and saddles and ridges and, and whatnot. And when you consider that God is on the highest peak, that when you climb this little hill, you're closer to that peak in height but not close to it in distance and that you inevitably have to go back down into a valley before you climb up an even higher hill. And it's going to, your life is going to kind of seesaw this way. And you're going to have areas of your life where it's going to be like a saddle where it's a nice, easy climb up and you're missing all these downhills. Yeah. But eventually you're going to have to hit one of those ravines. Eventually human nature is going to take over and you're going to, you're going to mess up. And I think what separates us from the struggling Christians is that we get back up quicker. And a struggling Christian doesn't get up because he doesn't feel that he's worthy. And it's not about our worth. It's about our calling and, and, mm-hmm. and the creator who calls us to that. And he gives us these experiences, you know, from healings to words uttered in, in total peace yeah. amidst chaos. And with these experiences, we can bolster our relationship with him. And we will always have something we can call back on and say, I remember that. And that was solid and that was real and that was organic and that was pure. And nothing the enemy can do to me can take that away from me. Mm -hmm. And I think that is an amazing experience to have. I'm so glad you shared that because that like, I don't know, you didn't give me goosebumps, but it did like I'm feeling something over it, you know? Nice. A little spidey tingle. (laughs) It is. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's like, it's like a chill, but without a chill, it's, it's, right. you know, I, I, it's 100% believable. I believe 100% that is a gift from God. I believe 100% that you have had an experience and I believe 100% that without an experience, it is very, very difficult to follow him. Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. He's done a few things like that. Uh, he'll sprinkle them out here and there. <laughs> but whenever you said that, like, it's like a hill. Cause mm-hmm. after that I went through some, like another, like kind of dark time in my life a few laters after that where I almost completely ended my life. Oh. Yeah. And this was not coincidence because obviously it was it was God. There's no other, again, reason for it. But there was a moment where I was was gonna go ahead and do it. But my um one of my I don't I don't think I've ever told him this. I don't think I will, but You um, might be right now if you share it. <laughs> I wonder if he'll know it's him. This was a long time ago, but he would walk to my, to my dad's house every now and then. 
and we would hang out. He was a really good friend of mine. We would just hang out because he was close. Mm. I knew him really well. And it was kind of that time in my life where you just show up at somebody's house and hang out and whatnot. Hey, are you home? Yeah, sure. Come over. This was kind of like one of those things, except he didn't call. He just showed up. And I am kind of dumbfounded this by this because it, I was I was going to do it that day. But my best friend, he asked if I was at my dad's house. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what time I'm leaving, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, okay, good to know. And then lo and behold, a few hours later, he just shows up and it never ended up happening. We ended up getting into like a really deep conversation and not talking about that, but like just talking about life stuff. And it saved my life once again. Have you ever had a conversation with him like that before? No, he's not a Christian or anything like that. (laughs) No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He'll use anybody. That's that's. He impressed upon him a conversation to start with you, and that's what he did. Yeah, he saved my life, and that's something that I'll never forget, and something that I've always cherished. He's this an awesome guy. Yeah, I wish that I can leave him to God, but that's maybe God's using someone else to do that. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just time. Maybe you just need some patience. (laughs) Yeah, God uses that one on me a lot. (laughs) It's a constant. He gives me the word peace a lot. Mm. Nice. I'm not a very peaceful person all the time. Oh, really? So clearly it's a lesson <laughs> and, and not a good job. You're very peaceful. It's not a, not a pat on the back. <laughs> I'd like to think that I've learned some patience over the years. I I, I've been told that I'm very patient, but. But when I'm tired and hungry, that goes right out the window. Oh, yeah. No, that's something that I take from my parents too. We all get hangry. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. when we get hangry at the same time, it's a minefield. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad story. <laughs> <laughs> it's all time. bad. <laughs> it's a fun time. Oh man. Yeah. Life is a lot about relationships and you know, like God wants that relationship with us. You know, it's not about religion. It's just about getting to know Jesus. And you know, when you get to the end of your life, he wants to be able to say, well done and good faithful servant, because you know, then he can welcome you in his house. If he doesn't know you, why would he let you live in his house? And, uh, and those relationships throughout our lives, better relationships we have, it's just the better life. It's all in who you know. We had a pastor as a guest, a friend of mine, Pastor John Kent. I'm in his church, I'm on a Sabbath church. And he had shared with me something that I'd like to share to illuminate how you felt before between trying to please your Christian friends and trying to please your non-Christian friends. And he would start off by saying that we all wear masks. Right. And we wear this mask because we want to impress the people so badly because we want to feel accepted and loved. And at a certain point with wearing this mask, we start losing who we are as an identity and we start becoming very afraid to get rid of the mask because we're afraid it's the mask that the people love. And if we lean into God, we have a way out from the mask. You know, I, I wear masks. I'm friendly when I don't want to be because I'm a very introverted person. And as a result, my tank gets empty quick. And I like to be left alone. And sometimes I'm not. And I put on a, a fake face for happiness. And, and really, I just want to crawl away. Yeah. Right. But for the most part, the personality that I present is me. And so I am joyful. I am aloof. I am lackadaisical. Or I can be methodical. I can be lots of things. But the point is, is with God, you can shed the mask because you realize that it's it's not important for the mask to be loved because this can be shattered. This is just a thing. And that can hurt you so bad if you lose that mask. 
and to start accepting that people are going to love you for who you are. And it's just a lie from the enemy that says that they're not going to like you. And I know for one from people I've met that the more I got to know them, the more I loved them. And I mean, really know them, not like, like, well, they're really got a nice mask, right? Yeah. I mean, like, wow, this guy's a hoarder and he's living like it's got dead rats in his house. And man, I loved this man so much in that moment. Like it almost made me cry. And, and that's a lot for me to admit. So yeah. um, we might have to edit that part out. <laughs> And so I'm, I'm really glad that you had that experience. I'm very glad that you did not end your life. I'm very glad that God is so present in your life that you were here at this table with us today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, I never talked to you before today, yeah. right? My wife <laughs> talks to you. Right. And so I've, I've seen you at church. I've seen you walking around the camera with the action shots and stuff. And, and I'm very glad from upon meeting you that you were here. I'm very glad that you were sitting in that chair, that you have that fridge, that you have this apartment. <laughs> like this, you're, I, I just love you so much. You're just... You're just a perfect person. And I know that you're not, but from the standpoint of judging you correctly through the lens of God, you are a perfect person. And he is going to be faithful to complete what he has started in you. And you have a long journey ahead and you got some valleys ahead, but you also have a lot of peaks. And I'm just so happy that she was called to you. My wife was called to you and and saw that, that look in your eye. She lit up. I just, I'm so glad because you're just a wonderful person. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was, that was really nice. <laughs> You're welcome. That's, that's, my, that's my mask. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I understand though. Like it's tough because from a point in my life, like I wanted people to get to know me so bad, but I just, I wanted them to like me first. And it was mm-hmm. tough to remove that because you're right. You are still those qualities of that mask, but you don't have to wear the mask as a whole to pretend to be those, just just those good qualities because mm-hmm. there's more to you than just that obvious perfection. Like mm-hmm. there's other qualities that make you unique to who you are that are still good. It's tough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's crazy talking about like, like my, my mind is always just blown of even like recently of the blessings that God has just done. There's like the past blessings, there's the continuous, and then there's the present that he's doing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I'm just, I'm waiting. Like he's already done so much recently. And I'm just, I'm just like, what are you going to do next? Like, I'm already, dude, but what are you doing next? Because I'm kind of excited. <laughs> you think that's exciting. You need to wrap your brain around the thought of how many prayers has he answered that you never had to ask, right? Like where you are now that things went so smooth that you didn't even know you had to ask a prayer because he already took care of you on the way. I've had that realization so many times and I've had these conversations with my mom and I'm like, mom, like, this is really cool. I have to tell you this. You remember when? And then- all of this happened and I was just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then like, I didn't even realize that this was going to happen, but it's cool that he taught me all of this stuff that I was going to use in the process, like working at Home Depot, all those skills that I used to prepare me for being a graphic designer and using in like a, Mm. like a corporate job and like being able to talk to people like how I am now, like all these different aspects of of learning that he's taught me. He's like, yeah, I know you weren't going to like, like all of the stuff, but I'm going to teach you stuff throughout the, the way to use it later because you're going to need it. You might not like it in the process, but you're going to need it. So you're going to have to learn. And it was a struggle to learn those things. I didn't always like it, but I'm happy that I went through it because I learned so much. The fruits. The they, fruits. Will the, 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 they will know you because of your fruits. What verse is that? I'm also notorious for not memorizing the chapter and verse. It's a lot of work. Well, you know, but, I cheat and I cite Jesus. 
And when the devil tempted him, Jesus didn't say, hey, Isaiah wrote down. He said, as it's written or it is written. He didn't say where you could find it, mm -hmm. just that it was in there. And, you know, obviously they didn't number it by chapter and verse when Jesus had read the Torah. And, and so, so it's an unfair comparison. However, I think what's more important is that you know scripture, not necessarily where to find it. Right. Kudos to you if you can, though. If you're if you're that kind of the mind that, that is able to do that, I would support you 100%. <laughs> However, there's a lot of us like me that have a real difficult time with that chapter and verse, right? I could tell you, oh, I think that's in John. Where? I don't know. Yeah. Let's look it up. And, and I'll look it up. I'll Google it right there. I've argued with people and said, oh, it says this. And he's like, where? I'm like, Google that real quick. Yep. Open up the Bible right here. <laughs> and let's read before and let's read a little after and get some context in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it starts at, this section starts at Matthew seven fifteen, But the verse I was thinking of is 16. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Anyway, that's where it is. I love Matthew this year. It is. It's come up a lot for her. Nice. Yeah. It's everything I'm seeking and finding. It's in that book. So, well, it, everything's in the book. Basic instructions before leaving Earth. Anything you want to know? An acronym, see? if you ever want. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible's so good. Although I think Bible just means book in Greek. Oh, really? Yeah. And so when it says Holy Bible, they just mean Holy Book. Mm -hmm. But I like my acronym nonetheless. So when people call it the good book, that's literally the Bible. With the good news. Interesting. It's the best news ever. It is. Are you doing plugs for bands now? <laughs> oh, man. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for coming on with us. Of course. I tell people, don't think you have to cram everything into one episode because, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you walk yeah. away and you're like, oh, my gosh, I have to tell about this. Yeah. We'll book you again. Yeah. And I'm actually going to start recording like video clips at church. And uh, if anybody has like a really cool story, I want to get it on film. Like short stories here and there to help supplement. Like three minutes or less. And then we can share them on social media. And then we'll have even more encouragement about God's goodness and modern day miracles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I got some for that, too. <laughs> nice. We got so many things to come from this because God's goodness is never ending. And we got never ending content with the people that God puts in my life. And that's, you know, where this idea came from is yeah. just like, just talk about it. Well, I'll be here as long as you need me. You keep telling me to be. Thank you for that. <laughs> He's usually the last to know. Like I'm here. I'll, I'll book it with everybody else to make sure it's good with everyone else. Find the location and then show and tell them where to come. I'll send them the uh, invite and this, this is something God impressed on her. It didn't impress this on me. So I'm just supporting my wife. <laughs> that's literally all I'm doing here. Just shows up. He'll never listen to an episode, but I'll record them. I hate the sound of my own voice. You would never know it by how much I talk. You could do a podcast. You have a good voice for that. I, I don't think so, though. I hear it and I'm like, ooh. So that might be why he doesn't listen to any. Maybe. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. I hear it and I'm like, who's that bozo? Like, oh my gosh, it's me. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, thank <laughs> so you so much for being with us, Hannah. Thanks for having And everyone, thank you for listening. We hope to, the mission is to encourage. And if you thought of somebody that might be encouraged by this message we hope or any of the podcasts we hope that you pass it along and if you'd like to help us on our mission these podcasts i do not edit the audio and so we send it out for professional 
editing. So if you want to help us with financing, we have a Give, Send, Go account under Look Up a God's Goodness podcast, and you can help us with that mission. And we would greatly appreciate any support, whether it be prayers or financial aid. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk to you next time. Mm